Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, and I'm very excited about today's show because we are going to be talking with my buddy, John DeJulius, who is an international consultant and best-selling business author. In his latest book, The Customer Service Revolution, is one that you're going to want to know about. It is an outstanding book on the topic that's near and dear to hopefully all of our hearts, and that's the customer service and experience. But before we get into that, I want to share with you an amazing story that uh, I, I was watching CBS Sunday Morning with Charles Osgood just last week, and, and I watched this episode. I watched a segment on the episode, and I just thought, I've got to share this with everyone. So Crystal Payne works at Starbucks in Leesburg, Virginia, and she noticed that one of her customers was deaf. His name is Ibi Paracha, and I'm not sure that's exactly how to pronounce the name, but that's close enough. Well, one day Ibi came in to get his usual coffee, and Crystal handed him a handwritten note which read... I'm learning ASL, which is American Sign Language, just so you can have the same experience as everyone else. And I thought, wow. Now, this is a customer service story worth sharing, and not only sharing, but also uh, learning from. So one of the correspondents, Steve Hartman, interviewed Ibby, and this is what Ibby said. I see that she gets out a piece of paper, and I thought maybe she had a question for me or something, but it was really not a question at all. As I read through it, it shocked me. That's what his response was. And apparently the note shocked him so much that he posted a picture of it online, and then he had it framed. And this was Crystal's response to all of this. And uh, I wrote this down. If he's a regular, I want to make that connection with my regulars. I should be able to at least ask him what he wants to drink. Think about that. How simple is that? Even more impressive is that Crystal took three hours out of her own time to go to the Internet to learn all about how to sign. So she could just simply ask this customer what he wanted to drink. That's just one customer. (laughs) And these are the kinds of stories that customer service legends are made of. Now, there are several things worth noting and learning about from what happened here. First and foremost, Crystal Payne is obviously an exceptional person. She understands what customer service is all about. She gets people. And nobody told her to go home and learn sign language. Nobody offered her any pay or compensation to do it. She just did it simply because she knew it was the right thing to do. Now, the second valuable lesson is that Starbucks was smart enough to hire her. And working for Starbucks is a good job. And they don't take every applicant that applies. They treat their employees well. And in return, the employees work hard to give their customers a great experience. After all, how else could they charge 3 or $4 for a 25-cent cup of coffee? The experience counts, and the people like Crystal are the ones that make that experience happen. And finally, the third lesson here, and this is a great one, is that Crystal set an example for everyone else. At that moment, when she handed that note to Ibby and she used the sign language, she was demonstrating incredible leadership qualities. Now, she wasn't the manager. No, she simply acted like a leader of the organization. She became a role model for all of the other employees that she worked with to aspire to be like. 
Crystal is someone that you want on your team. I think that is an amazing story, and it's a perfect lead-in to our guest, John DeJulius, who's going to be talking about how to create customer amazement, of course. So we're going to take a really short break, and when we come back, John's going to tell us his story. So don't go away. This is Shep Hyken on Amazing Business Radio. Doesn't everyone love Disney? I know I do. And I also love a great book. And Lessons from the Mouse by Dennis Snow is an excellent book. Dennis shares 10 practical principles from Disney and entertains as he educates. So check out Dennis Snow's book on Amazon.com. Once again, it's titled Lessons from the Mouse, a guide for applying Disney World's secrets of success to your organization, your career, and your life. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and John DeJulius is with us. And this guy is one of my good buddies for years and years. He's like, I, I jokingly call him my arch enemy competitor, who I not only go out to dinner with, hang out with, but also share all my leads with because that's how much I love the guy. We're definitely in the same business, same space. He's an international consultant and best-selling author of three customer service books. His latest book, The Customer Service Revolution, just came out not even a year ago. One of my favorite books that I've read in a long time. It really is outstanding. And uh, all I could tell you about this guy is he lives, thinks, and breathes customer service all the time and he doesn't just talk about it from learning about all the other great companies he's worked for and his and his list of clients is a who's who in the world of great customer service companies but he also had his own still has his own business still very active and it is called john roberts spa imagine that john to Julius with John Roberts Spa, and it is an upscale group of spas. Uh, I believe one of the top spas and salons in the entire United States. But I'm going to go a step further and say I've been around the world. It's one of the top in the world, John. I'm just telling you that because I have to make you feel good, get a good interview out of you. What do you think, John? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Shep. I was going to ask you, can you repeat all that again? Yeah, just, just, I can do that because, you know, my mom would be proud of an introduction like that. That was a great introduction. I appreciate it. And it is a privilege and an honor. Thank you. My mentor, Shep. Well, I don't know about mentor, but I know you and I met a long time ago. I believe somebody handed you one of my little thin books, The Loyal Customer, after. Yeah. Uh, this was actually, I'm going to tell you when it was, sometime in the 1990s, late 90s. You're right. Yep. And uh, from that first phone call that we had, there was an instant friendship. We both were on the same uh, path. I know at the time you were more involved with the salon than you are today. Uh, but even though you still kind of run, oversee it at a macro level, uh, you've got your people doing it. You're out there teaching people to do what you've done so well. And uh, I want to talk, let's talk first about your, your first book, Secret Service, because that was really what what drives or what you felt was driving your business, right? Yeah, it was. And, and it, it all circles back to, you know, you and how we met. One of the reasons why I started writing my first book was because I wanted my, my salon to, to be a world-class at customer service. Not a world-class hair salon, but world-class against any experience you know, uh, your wife might have, you know, when she leaves the salon, goes shopping, goes to the grocery, whatever it may be. And at first it was easy, easier. When, you know, in 1993 when we opened, you know, uh, two of the four employees were me and my wife. 
So whether you got it or you didn't, you had to act like you got it. But as we grew and, and, and had success and knocked some walls down and opened some, some new locations, our customer experience started going backwards. And it, it, it was frustrating because not everyone felt like we did. Not every, you know, everyone we hired, uh, you know, thought like that. It's hard to, you know, teach people, you know, that, you know, make minimum wage what, what a Rich Carlton experience is. So it came out of necessity that all the most of all the books and speakers I would I would hear would tell me about the warm and fuzzy story of the Nordstrom clerk that went down to the Macy's to get you the pair of shoes that they didn't have and sell them to you and and that was a great story but it, it didn't tell me how I got my employees to think like that do that would that happen if I would have gotten someone else tomorrow or if the manager wasn't on site. So when I, someone gave me yours because they, a client of mine, I wasn't speaking, well, I was speaking a little bit, but I wasn't, I didn't have a book yet. This was five years before Secret Service came out. A client of mine said, you know, I know how important customer service is. Here is a great book. And it was, you know, the, the cab driver story. And I just, I loved it. I fell in love with the simplicity, but it was also the practicality. And I called you up. Well, I called someone up that sounded like you, and, and I said, can I speak to, you know, customer service? And, you know, since someone else sounded like you that picked up, and I kept on getting <laughs> transferred around, and, you know, all you guys sounded the same. But, no, it, that was really it. I just started buying was, the book. Was that a Paul. joke, John? Was that, was that your <laughs> yeah, staff? Yeah. yeah. Stick to the speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I, I gave it to, you know, at the time I probably had a hundred employees, gave it to all them and gave it to, you know, clients I, I knew and respected. And it was just the simplicity of, you know, look what this cab driver is doing, you know, why doesn't every cab driver do it? And then how can we create that experience? So that's where the secret service came out as we started evolving our experience and people started asking, you know, why, you know, doesn't every salon do these things? So I saw an opportunity to, to share what we were doing in our salon business with you know, s- some other people. Right. Now, the idea behind the Secret Service, or Secret Service being the title of the book, but your version of Secret Service is really what's behind the scenes that people don't see necessarily, but is driving uh, that unforgettable customer service experience. And exactly. I, yeah, I love it when you have your annual event which happens every november it's called the secret service summit is that right yeah it's it's in september this year we moved up to warmer weather okay and and by the way that's a good idea because i just love going to cleveland in november yeah so does everyone else (laughs) (laughs) but but no so it's moved to september but this is an annual event you've been doing for how long now this will be the eighth year the eighth year you are inaugural the first two years you were our, uh, our, our keynote uh, um, headliner. Well, thank you. But more importantly, it is a great event with lots of great speakers, not just uh, professional customer service experts like myself, but you bring in the real people. You bring executives in from different companies that you've worked with, and it really is quite an event. But uh, in that, if, if people want to experience the secret service, I mean, literally, you give them that service. Uh, it's, it, it's like you have people standing around trying to listen to over here, boy, I'd like a, a Snickers bar. And within moments, magically, a Snickers bar appears at the table because 
people are listening, the people you have hired to be there. That's that's part of the secret is listening and and taking note and and being able to capture what people's likes and dislikes are. And surprisingly enough, I would you know if somebody shows up the next year uh, in their packet is a Snickers bar. Nobody else's, but just the one that asked for it last year. That's the kind of secret service that you deliver. And and the 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 our definition of secret service is the ability to obtain customer intelligence and then to utilize that to get them to say how'd they do that, how'd they know that. So it's exactly what you're saying. In the salons, we have, you come into our salons, you see a bunch of guests getting their haircuts. There'll be eight or nine in a black John Roberts hair cutting cape and one or two in a white John Roberts hair cutting cape. That's a secret service to our team that the people in white have never been there. So if you're walking by, you may say, hey, hello, welcome, I'm Shep. I hope your first experience is everything versus a black cape as an old friend. And we even translate that to, you know, the Secret Service Summit uh, event. Now when people come, based on the color of their lanyard, um, the, the piece that goes around the neck. We know if they're, you know, a, a first-time summit attendee, a return, or a VIP consulting client. And, you know, so we can dialogue, you know, I never met you before, but you come up with a red lanyard. And I'm like, oh, how's your first Secret Service Summit? And you're just in awe that, you know, how did I know that? So out of curiosity, if somebody wanted to go to the Secret Service Summit, they would go to dot. SecretServiceSummit.com. Imagine that. So, all right, enough of that. Let's talk about your new book, The Customer Service Revolution. Love the title, by the way, uh, which we have a little history there, but it's great. So, Customer Service Revolution. What I tried to make it the amazement revolution, but someone beat me to someone it. Someone beat you to it. But you know what's cool about it is that, uh, um, hey, uh, it was there. <laughs> so, anyway, what do you mean by creating a customer service revolution? Let's get right into it because I want people to start learning. Uh, well, I've already, by the way, if, if you're listening, a couple of tips here. Already you know, John shared with you a very specific technique that he uses. What other techniques can you use to learn about your customers where customers are going to go, how do they know about that? How, how do they remember? And, uh, by the way, before we get into the book, that reminds me, you know who Harvey McKay is, Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. So Harvey McKay had his McKay 66, the questionnaire? Yes. Right. And that was his version of this is long before he had computers. This is where he had to hand write out all of the different uh, anything that you can learn from your customer, their likes, dislikes, what meals they like. what, And there were some business questions in there, too. But the idea was to learn information intel if you will to help build that relationship where people would say hey how, how did he know that how does he remember that and so anyway that's what i love about what you do so hopefully people have already learned valuable information but we're going to get into the book tell us about the customer service revolution so the customer service revolution is a radical overthrow of conventional business mentality designed to transform what and how employees and customers experience which provides a business with higher sales, morale, brand loyalty, and thus making price irrelevant. And that's that's what I feel, you know, the, the Julius Group's value proposition is, is to help make price irrelevant to companies so they don't have to be competing in it, in price wars, and they can be competing in experience wars. And, and I know your next question, Shep, anticipated, you know, what, what is making price irrelevant look like? And it, it's not that you can double your fees tomorrow or even raise them 25% and not lose 
um, potential or existing clients. But what it does mean is based on the experience your customers consistently receive, not just by you, but by anyone, any location, you know, any day, um, they have no idea what your competition charges. And so I always say that, you know, I, I, uh, we all are price sensitive, even me and you and, and well, you might not be, but I'm price sensitive. And, and, you know, I've been the idiot that's driven three extra miles to save 50 cents on something, not realizing I just lost in that exchange. But we, every person has a, a person, a company, a vendor, a handyman that, um, you know, they're so loyal to. And, and you know, mine is Hooper. <laughs> it's his name, Brian Hooper. He's a handyman. He doesn't work for me, but I've used him for 25 years and, He's remodeled, you know, salons and basements and changed light bulbs. And, you know, it's funny. Anytime someone ever says to me, um, you know, I need my, my sink fixed or my basement finished, I'm like, you got to use Hooper. And they always say, well, what's a Hooper? I'm like, yeah. he's my handyman. He's the greatest guy ever. He shows up. At the, he'll talk you out of more expensive. I, I go on like, like I'm, I'm earning commission. And they always say, well, what's he charge an hour? Because my handyman charges $85 an hour. And that's where I get embarrassed, you know, because I don't know what he charges an hour, and I don't care. I don't know if it's 75 or 125, and I can go find out and, and pull his invoice, but I don't care. You know, whatever it is, it, it's worth it, and that's, you know, that's where I want to be talked about. I want someone to say, you know, I had this great customer service consultant. Um, and It you know, doesn't matter what he charges. Right, yep. and, and they don't even know. They can't even tell you what the rate was because of the return on experience. Well, I, I think that's a bit utopian, but I, I like it. It's it's a good goal. <laughs> no, seriously, you know, my comment is, and, and I've been talking about, I've never said price is irrelevant. I, I My goal is to make price less relevant. Because Correct. I believe, you know, in, in the perfect world, somebody's going to say, you're so good, I don't care what you charge. I just know you're being fair with me. And, right. And that's, that's beautiful. And I think that's really what you're saying. What uh, I think that when you get into a competitive situation, at the end of the day, people, if you're in a true sales situation, you need to be, you need to be good enough to make the price less relevant. It's always going to be somewhat relevant in my mind. But I love your concept. I love it so much that when we come back after the break, you're going to give us some very specific tips on how to make that price irrelevant. Is that fair? That's great. All right. We're talking with John DeJulius, the author of The Customer Service Revolution. This is Shep Hyken on Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Shep Hyken here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.shepondemand.com. Once again, that's shepondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back talking with John DeJulius. And John, I asked you uh, just before the break if you would please share with us some really specific tips on how to make that price irrelevant. I'm excited. I've got my pen out. I'm taking notes. Well, you know, uh, Shep, there's, there's, there's six things that I find that, you know, make organizations, brands, customers can't live without and you know so in my talks and i always ask people if i could look at your personal spending and 
and look at your debit card, credit card statements, not your wife's, but yours, right? And, and, and where you spend all your money, your check registry for the last 90 days. And then tomorrow I can come up to you and say, Shep, there's one business brand company that you could never do business with again personally. What, what would be one that you'd be worried about tonight that I was going to take away from you? That I would be worried or happy? <laughs> worried, worried. That, that you'd be afraid I, I, would, I would, you know, bar you from ever doing business with them again. Wow. My favorite company, well, I, you know, I have favorite restaurants to go okay. to. And, and by the yeah. way, no doubt there's restaurant, these restaurants that I go to aren't as inexpensive as the quick serve fast food restaurant down the street. It's still food. Well, no, and I think we've gone to some of your restaurants, but but why? Why are those restaurants? Why would you be nervous? Because obviously, like you said, there's other restaurants less expensive, closer to where you live and work. So why would you be nervous that I would, uh, you know, I could I could take that away from you? What well, do they do? I mean, I, I love going there. They know me. They treat me right. They treat me with respect. When I come back, they, they, you know, I, I, and by the way, this is a really important point. They always do this. They always treat me right. They, and it's consistent. I know what I'm going to get. The product works. It's good food. Love the food. The service is amazing. The relationship is outstanding. Well, people are going to think that, you know, you, you had my six uh, things, and these aren't in my book, but um, the, the, you just listed them all. And, and the one that, and I do this in my audiences, and people listening should do it with their staff. The one thing you never hear is the price. Even when people say Amazon, Amazon, Apple, Starbucks, you know, Wegmans, Publix, those are typically the, the ones that I hear in my audience, and uh, besides their personal local mom and pops. But, uh, you know, and it's, the, the, the one thing they never say is price. Like Amazon, easiest company to do business with in the world, bar none. Um, the, so so the, quickly, the list. Okay, so, is, you know, and I apologize. You asked, actually asked for major brands, didn't you? No, I didn't. Oh, no, oh, I didn't. oh okay. I thought you did. I'm sorry. No, you, you answered it perfect. And, and it, obviously, more important than, than the brand is why. And, and you know, you, you, you walked into it perfectly, and this is what everyone says. And so the six things are, number one, Great product slash service. Now, you know, that's typically not what, what, what is said when I get it answers back because, you know, when you're paying a, a good buck, you expect, you know, a, a good filet. You expect a good haircut. You expect a good, you know, speech. That, that, that's table stake. It better be there. Um, so, and, and no one has a product or service that, you know, you can say no one else in your industry can touch. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of good, you know, uh, phones that rival the iPhone, right? And Starbucks doesn't win a lot of taste tests, right? So, so number one is, is, is a great product and service. The next thing you said, uh, you know, is number two, consistency. Consistency, consi- they're brilliant at the basics. Number three, ease of doing business. Right? I can get a human being on the phone. You know, if it doesn't work, I don't have to have my receipt. I don't have to hire an attorney to argue or discuss or, you know, anything like that. And, again, Amazon's the best at that. Number four, employee evangelists. And the employees are evangelists of two things. One, the industry they're in. You know, they, 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 you talk to a, a barista at Starbucks. They love what they're concocting and recommending and, and doing for you, and, and they love who they do it for. So that's really important in all these products. Uh, number five, they educate versus sell. 
and 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 I love that too. I, I'll give you an example. I am a a geek, as you are. You 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 love technology, and and you know I, I'm a bad geek where I have to have it as soon as it comes out, which is you know just a horrible horrible thing. You, you know, you, <laughs> it's an you expensive overpay. habit, <laughs> right? It's an expensive habit, and the first generation of everything is is horrible. No one's worked the kinks out. But when I had the iPad, the original iPad, the iPad two came out. Well, oh my God, you know, God forbid, I got to have it. Run to the Apple store, and the genius comes over to me and. I'm an easy sale. He doesn't have to do much. I say, I have the iPad. I want the iPad, too. And he says, oh, what I would do if I was in his shoes is if I needed a little nudging and say, well, you know, let me tell you all the, the bells and whistles the iPad 2 has that the iPad 1 doesn't and, you know, case closed. He doesn't do any of that. He says, let me ask you, what do you use your iPad for currently? I say, well, I do emails and I surf the web and social media and I read. Read articles and I read books. It's my Kindle. He says, do you, do you play games? I said, no, no, never. He says, do you watch movies? I said, no, never. He goes, forget about it. I'm like, what? He says, the only sustainable difference between the iPad 2 and the original is the graphics. And if you don't play games or don't watch videos, you won't even appreciate it. It's not worth the investment. I was like bummed out. I'm like, well, maybe I'll start playing games, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. but I want some was, of this, that. <laughs> this guy could have sold me now anything in the store. He had me. Because, you know, he was about educating me and not just making the sale. And then the, 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 the sixth thing, and you said this, they, they personalize the experience. They know you. They remember you. You know, they, they, it's your place. You know, you walk in, you feel, you know, like they're – and a lot of times it's not someone that's met you before, but they're trained to, to make you feel like an old friend. Well, I love it. So number one is a great product or service that you sell. Number two is consistency. Number three is you're easy to do business with. Number four, the employees are evangelists about everything related to the company and the industry, and especially you, the customer. Number five, educate versus sell. And number six, the personalized experience, which, by the way, number six is hot, hot, hot. It's what customers want. It's what if you get into the technical side of this world of customer service and experience, it's what data analytics is giving us the ability to customize. So all six of these together, and by the way, one by itself, eh, it's nice. All six together is brilliant. It's the, it's the combination is greater. Or what do they say? The sum is greater than the parts. Is that right? Right. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and I want to be clear, Shep, on number three, you, it, it, it's not that you're easy. You're easy to do business with. I want to make sure right. we're, easy, we're not you a know. frictionless experience. Right, right. Easy is something else. We we don't want to go there. Right, right. We just did. <laughs> so <laughs> no, but you're right. And, and and the listeners should you know you know take take one a month and, and say how easy are we to do business with? Let's look at our website. Look at look at our policy manual. Then you know how consistent are we? And 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 just you know eat that elephant one bite at a time. By the way, I know how you feel about policy manuals. Yes. Let's talk about it because this is important. To me, policies are guidelines, and that's all they should be, and you should even eliminate the word policy and start using the guideline. Exactly. Policies are bad for two reasons. One, which is almost the lesser, as your customer, I feel special. I think I give you most of, you know, I think I'm a great customer. We all do, right? And, and so when you tell me, John, no, that's against our policy, can't do that, that annoys me. It's the least personalization you can do to me because I know you created it to protect you from the masses, and I'm not the masses, Shep. I'm John. So I don't like it as a customer. But where it's even worse is employees won't go against policy. 
they policy is black and white with walls. And I've had it happen to me where a guest will call me up from the salons and be upset, rightfully so. And we might have charged her for no showing. And, you know, we find out that, God, you know, her, 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 her husband passed away that morning. Right. So I'll call, you know, uh, uh, someone who did it uh, myself, who's actually really good at customer service. So, like, I almost can't believe this is happening. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a misunderstanding. And I ask, why in the world would you charge her? She says, because, John, our policy says if they no show. And, you know, that's my fault. That was my fault because an employee will never go against policy. She, she, you know, they, they're, they, they'll get fired for it. So that's, you know, to your point, I said, we don't have any more policy guidelines, but use your best interest. Right, right. That's great. All right. We've got time for one big tip from you, John. We're running out of time. And, and if there's one thing you want this world to remember after listening to this show, what would it be? Well, I think it's it's more right now, um, and you talked about the technology and the personalization is is you know our theme for the Secret Service Summit this year, and no one knows this. You are literally the first person and 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 the public to hear this is U R X U R X, and what that stands for is you are the experience. And that is so important right now because of all the technology. And we have an app for that. And you can get that on our website. And you can schedule the appointment. And you can check in via kiosk. And all these things are great. Don't get me wrong. But what's happening is it's driving us self-consciously to start using technology as a crutch. And we have to make sure ourselves, our, our customer-facing employees, the millennials, know that, no, 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 no. Technology is 10% of experience. You are 90 the technology can't build rapport. The technology can't show empathy. It can't, you know, turn a misery into a magical moment, right? It can't be amazing. And, and it is so important that everyone knows that we, each of us individually, um, face-to-face, ear-to-ear, or click-to-click, are the experience that customers are going to pay for and become, you know, uh, addictive uh, experiences that they need again and again. Love it. That's perfect. I mean, with all the money that companies are spending on analytics and technology to learn as much as they can about the customer, and I'll give you a quick example. I love ice cream, and everybody, well, the company that I buy my ice cream from, uh, they send me coupons. They they do it at the right time. They know when I buy it. They know uh, what the temperature is when I buy it. So they never send me. They know I only buy it on the weekends, and I buy it when it's 82 degrees or higher. Believe it or not, they know that. So if they send me that coupon in the middle of the winter on a Tuesday, they lose. But worse than that, I'm excited. I got the coupon. How did they hit me right at the right time? It's a Friday night in the middle of the summer. Just finished dinner. I looked in my email. There's a coupon. I'm going to go get ice cream. And some kid standing at the counter is going to screw it up with the service experience after this company spent all this money, time, technology, et cetera. It is all about people doing business with people because at the end, like you say, you are X. You are the experience. Love it, love it, love it, John. Thanks, Shep. You nailed it. You said it better than I did. Oh, I don't know about that, but hey, we've been talking with John DeJulius. He is the author of The Customer Service Revolution. If you don't have it yet, you need to go to Amazon.com and get it now. It is a huge bestseller, and John is one of the smartest dudes in the entire customer service world, so uh, just go and do it. Maybe just in the entire world, any subject. <laughs> I'll go with that. No, I'll go no, with that. We, we know By that the way, not true. John, this is why we call this Amazing Business Radio, because you've been amazing. You really have. 
So thanks Thank a million you. for being on the show. My name's Shep Hyken, and this has been another great episode of Amazing Business Radio. And remember, be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.